Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back. Silver and black today, week one of the 2022 NFL season. Scott Cobranson, Mo Moten back with you here. And we are talking all things Raiders football. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. If you're listening on audio, do it there. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe plus the notifications bell. So, you know, when we go, when we go on the air and when new videos are uploaded, yes, you can find out that way, but we thank you guys for your support as always. All right, well, we got to jump into this. We, we started, uh, we talking, Nick talking chargers to start the show, but we got to talk about kind of some of the news or at least some speculation that leaked out from very reputable sources, including our friend Vinny Bonsignor at the Las Vegas review journal that the Raiders seemingly seem close or he's they're hearing as our national sources that the Raiders are getting closer on Darren Waller on a deal. This is something you've predicted would happen. Now what that deal is, is a different issue, but you said, Hey, probably right before the season, they'll take care of him. They'll give him a raise, whatever it may be. Now we're seeing that this comes after he fired his agent, hired Drew Rosenhaus, which we talked to about at length here. And sure enough, it seems like those two sides said, all right, whatever shenanigans were happening earlier, let's get down to business. They might have Darren Waller feeling pretty dang good when he rolls out on the field on Sunday against the Chargers. This is very similar to the Derek Carr situation last year when people Mm. said, oh, Derek Carr has got to play out his contract. He had little or no guaranteed money left on his deal. And I said, no way his agent lets him take another snap without reworking his deal. And the same applies to Darren Waller. 
the production he's put up with the Raiders over the last two, three years, no way that his agent, whoever it was, whether it was Clutch or Drew Rosenhaus, they weren't going to let him step on the field without getting at least a reworked deal. Now, I said one way or another, they were going to take care of him. They were going to give him a multi-year extension, which it seems like that's, uh, according to Jordan Schultz, who's in the NFL inside, said those talks are heating up. Mm-hmm. Or they were going to give him immediate pay raise for the 2022 season. But either way, I said, take a deep breath. <sighs> They're going to take <laughs> care of Darren Waller, who's one of their core players on, in that offense, because the reason you bring in a Devontae Adams is to open up the offense for guys like him and Hunter Renfro. So with those three guys together, you have a prolific offense. There's no way you let one of those guys walk, because then you say, well, offense is still good, but it's not as good without Darren Waller. So really quick shout out to just when Wendy, he was a little nervous about Darren Waller. Just hang in there, Wendy. I told you to trust me. And here we are. Yes. And again, we don't know. Uh, I know all of the reports said they're getting close. They may have something done by Friday, which would be great for both sides. No question. What that looks like will end up being, and we won't know perhaps unless uh, somebody on the national stage gets it, which it seems to be the way it goes usually and gives us an idea of what that contract is. Is it going to be an extension? Is it going to be a whole new contract? They rip up the old one, start a new one. As you mentioned, we don't know yet. doesn't really matter. As long as Darren Waller feels good about where he's at and that he's getting paid fairly, we're good. Right. And what it means to the Raiders and their overall salary cap, that's what it'll have to do. But again, the salary cap goes up next year. And so they might feel like they're in a position. Also, did it factor into them maybe not going out to get a veteran offensive lineman? It might have, especially if there's an immediate bump in his in his uh, salary for the 2022 season. That may have factored into it. But I, what I will say is that there are guys out there who don't cost, who aren't going to cost you a lot. Bobby Massey isn't going to cost you a fortune. I feel like if the Raiders really wanted another right tackle or another guard, they would have picked one up. It's pretty clear to me, at least right now, as we're recording this, that they're comfortable with what they have and they're willing mm-hmm. to roll with the guys that they had. Because remember, these guys got a lot of snaps in the preseason. So you're, if you're bringing in a guy, that guy is probably not going to start week one because he hasn't been on the team. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, we're just going to roll what we got, see what happens week one, throw them into the fire against with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, see what we get. If they fare well, then maybe we can go through the season with that. Now, if it's if they stumble and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa wreck the game with combined six, seven, eight sacks, then you'll, you'll probably see some action where they go out and pick up another tackle. I know that's the that chagrin of many Raider fans. They don't want to hear that, but... When you think about two premier players at the position, that's a tough task for even Colton Miller, who's the solid guy on that offensive line. So just imagine Jermaine Illuminar or Thayer Mumford coming in against those guys. It's a tough matchup. And we heard on on Wednesday from um, Josh McDaniels, we heard from Derek Carr, we heard from uh, Devontae Adams, and, and I think you hit on something that's really important. I think McDaniels, at least publicly, uh, and it seems like, based on their actions, that they do have confidence, that they have what they need unless proven otherwise. And you just made that point, right? Which is, mm-hmm. we're going to roll with these guys. We think we have it. We have a quarterback who does have a quick release, by the way. He gets the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. And he's got a lot of weapons to do that, whether it's in the short, midi area game or in the long game. He's able to get the ball out quickly. And if that's the case, and they're able to perform at a good level. They don't even have to be great. If they're at a good level where Derek Carr gets enough time to hit those weapons, then why would you spend the money? Now, depth and moving on to the future as far as uh, when injuries pop up and all that, that's a different story. We'll have to see where it goes with that. But you might want to wait. And I think the Raiders are being very prudent with that and with their money 
but I don't think they'll have any problem, Mo, spending money, whether it's at offensive line or anywhere else, to go get somebody if they truly believe that person can help them this year. The other thing to think about is they can, if Derek Carr is in trouble in the pocket because the tackles aren't protecting him, they can protect him with the run game. Yeah. And that's why I asked Nick about do, what's his confidence level and how the Chargers address the interior of the defensive line, bringing Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, who has experience under Brandon Staley from his time with the Rams. And he and he said he kind of said it's kind of a wait and see because, you know, you can only do so much on the practice field. But I'm sure the Raiders are going to test that because the Chargers were one of the worst run defenses last year. And you have Josh Jacobs, you have Zamir White, Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah. Those guys could get a lot of work. I know a lot of people want to see Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro go off. But looking at the past weakness for the Chargers, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders go out there and go run heavy just to test that area of their of their defense again mm-hmm. and prove that they could stop it. And if they can't stop it, then I think the Raiders have an edge there because you can attack over the top with Darren Waller and those guys, or you can run the ball with a balanced attack. Great point. And and I think we look at this game, and, and I know on, on our last show, um, our last full show, we had a mailbag show yesterday, but on Tuesday's show, we talked about our predictions for the season. And you and I differed on this game. I picked the Raiders. You picked the Chargers. I think we both picked them as pretty close games uh, and not extremely high-scoring games, by the way. But when you look at this matchup, um, what are the Raiders, knowing that defense, knowing the Raiders' issues on the offensive line, is it going to be about that offensive line, or is this going to be a situation where uh, it's a little bit of both, right? Because they're going to have to control Justin Herbert. They're going to have to control Austin Eckler uh, and that running game too, which we don't know how that's going to work out for the Raiders up the middle. Um, when you look at this game, if the Raiders are going to win, what do they do effectively that makes the difference? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think Nick hit the nail, and I know I made it out of a, I made a joke of it, but it's basically... You know, which team's offensive line, on the, specifically on the right side, is performs better. And I think if the Raiders are going to win this game, and I alluded to him in, in our last you know talk conversation, is that mm-hmm. they're going to have to have a balanced attack. I know J.C. Jackson's is not playing, so everyone's licking their chops about that. But as I, as I brought up with Nick, Michael Davis isn't a slouch. He was a starter for the last few years. Asante uh, Samuel Jr. had an up-and-down rookie year, got benched at some point, but played relatively well uh, for a rookie. And then you got Bryce Callahan, who has the experience, as Nick said, on the inside and outside, playing in the Fangio scheme, so he knows that system. So there's no, there's no problem to plug him in. So I think what has to happen is, again, the Reds have to be balanced. Run the ball. Test the Chargers interior run defense. See if Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson are ready for, that, for those two physical ball carriers you have in Zamir White and Josh Jacobs. And then once the Chargers feel like they have to commit, put an extra defender in the box, you throw over the top. Go to Darren Waller down the seam. Go to Devontae Adams, who can win his one-on-one matchups, especially if J.C. Jackson's not out there. I know J.C. Jackson's their best cornerback, and they do have depth there, but none of those cornerbacks that the Chargers have can compare to Devontae Adams, one arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Hunter Renfro on the slot. Test Bryce Callahan. I know he knows the mm-hmm. system. First, first year with the team, though. 
Hunter Renfro, one of the premier slot corner slot wide receivers in the league. Test those, test that defense all over the field, poke and pry around and see where the weakness is and have a balanced attack. Good point. Now we look at the Raiders defense. I think I think this is going to be key, right? Because and this is the key all season long because of the AFC West, because of the quarterbacks, because of the offensive play. Now you talked about the line, the right side of the Chargers line, as Nick told us, um, with Taylor Pickens there is is tough. I mean, it's not it's it's the same issue the Raiders have. Yes, he won out in camp, but he's not exactly a pro bowler. So they're gonna have to see how he evolves there and how well he does. So the Raiders obviously will attack that. Uh, but at the same time, you have to deal with the running game with the Chargers, but you also have to deal with the passing game with Justin Herbert. Um, I think this first big test of the Raiders' defensive backfield will be very interesting. How do they deal with it? How does Nate Hobbs perform if he's playing outside? We'll see where he goes there. Uh, and how do those safeties react in those new positions uh, on the road against this team and this offense? We'll get an early sense, Mo, I think, of how that defensive backfield is going to play the rest of the way. And the other thing that I forgot to mention, not forgot to mention, but I wanted to mention is Nick kind of gave us the the gem right there for the game plan. Yep. Overload the right side of the Chargers offensive line. You have a rookie in Zion Johnson there at right guard. You have Trey Pipkins there who had an underwhelming camp, even though he won the right tackle spot. Overwhelm, overwhelm, overload the right side of the line and test that and test those guys on that side. Because Trey Pipkins, to me, I'm not sold on him. I, I've watched him play over the last few years. He's had opportunities to get that starting right tackle job. Storm Norton was there for a reason last year. So Trey Pipkins is not a guy I'm looking at and saying, oh, he he can hold his own on the island with a Max Crosby or Chandler Jones or even a Malcolm Kuntz. I think Malcolm Kuntz can even get in there, as I said, overload the right side of the Chargers offensive, uh, offensive line, get to the quarterback, force Herbert to throw the quick passes, and he won't have time to throw down downfield deep, and you have a chance to slow him down, slow that Chargers offense down. And I know our audience is Raiders fan, but this these types of games, and we're talking about the strengths and weaknesses of both sides and somehow they mirror each other, this is going to be hard all year, Mo, with this AFC West. It's just these teams all have gotten better. They all still have weaknesses, no question. All teams do. But the fact that they somehow look so similar is pretty remarkable. And so these games are going to be knockdown dragouts, and I think that – this game on Sunday, I've picked the Raiders to win. Um, it's a big game because I think the Chargers, frankly, need it more uh, because, like Nick said, they're going to Kansas City on a short week in week two on Thursday night football. And so if they lose to the Raiders at home and go to the Chiefs, tough one to win there. So let's just say they don't. They start at AFC West at 0-2. Um, can, they, can you recover from 0-2 in this AFC West? You can, but you don't want to dig yourself in an early hole that way, especially, you know, losing two games back to back. And that's going to be a sour note in the locker room if they, if they, you know, lose both. But you bring up a good point. If you go 0-2 and, and you're looking up at the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, the Raiders and the Chiefs, and then you have the Denver Broncos going against the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night, they pr they're going to win that game. They're going to yeah. crush the Seahawks. Right. So you're probably looking at those teams all winning their games and then you starting off 0-2 as the Chargers. So big game, not just because of what happened last year in Week 18, as I brought up with Nick, the Raiders uh, keeping them out of the playoffs, but also just looking ahead and turning the page. You don't want to start off 0-2, especially within the division. No, no question. All right, we're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, 
We're going to wrap up. We're going to do a couple things. Number one, we'll talk a little bit more about the game and who some of the players, Mo and I think, will go off for the Raiders uh, as well and, and how they'll make a difference in the game, win or lose. We'll do that. And then we're going to get into a little fantasy football because, I don't know, somebody's playing somebody. Uh, I think I'm playing Mo in week one in the Silver and Black Today Fantasy League. So we're going to talk about that. We have to play some sort of bet. Got to. So we got to figure out what that's going to be. And we'll do it with you on the fly. So we'll come up with that when we get back here on Silver and Black today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.